Hello everybody, my name's Darren and I write a blog called The Demon's Voice about movies and shit like that. You can find it at demonsvoice.blogspot.com and I'm also on Twitter at Demon's Voice, in which definitely follow me because why the fuck not? Hope you've all had a good week. Mine was shit as usual. I tried a bit of meditation to help me get through it. Never done that before. Went for transcendental meditation because that's what David Lynch does. You have to sit there in the dark for 20 minutes and say a mantra in your head over and over again with your eyes closed. I did it for about three seconds and reached enlightenment pretty instantly. Or at least I thought I did because my head filled with light and my eyes did. But then it turned out that my TV had just gone to screensaver mode and lit the room up. So I thought I'd give it another go. And I got three minutes in, which felt like about four hours before I got so bored that I decided never to do it again. And if you want my advice, just go for a power wanking future. It's just, you know, it's quicker and easier, in it? Uh, today we're talking about the latest in the Fallen trilogy. That is Angel Has Fallen, following on from Olympus and London. I'm sure you're as uh, sceptical about this movie as I was, being that the other two are total shite, but, you know, crazier things have happened, maybe it's good. I guess we'll find out now when I talk about it, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Cheers! Before I saw Angel Has Fallen, there was an advert on the radio which claimed that it's the best of the Have Fallen trilogy, and it's the film that's causing critics to go wild. Now that first boast is the total definition of damning with faint praise, considering that the first two installments of the Of Fallen trilogy were actual dog shit. The script for the first movie was so bad that Lee Gerald Butler's mates were apparently texting him in lines for it, whilst the second movie managed to lower that bar even further by adding a little racism into the mix. Both movies were irony and joke-free remakes of Team America, but in which the main characters were somehow even more convincing as dummies. I mean, I'm aware that technically the puppets in Team America were marionettes rather than dummies, and that nobody has used the word dummy as an insult since about 1950, but in the words of Jared Butler's Mike Banning, let's have a game of fuck off, you go first. Saying that Angel Has Fallen is the best of the trilogy is like going to a restaurant and having the head chef claim that your food has less shit in it than an unflushed toilet. Technically that's true of a meal with no shit in it, but it certainly makes it sound like he's pinched at least a little something off. In terms of the second boast, saying that the film is causing critics to go wild is also interestingly worded. If critics loved it, then wouldn't the advert just say, the film that's loved by critics? Because when I picture people going wild, I don't imagine them to be having fun. I imagine them running down the street with their balls out after they've bitten a tramp in the face and are being shot at by the fucking police. In fact, I was so confident that I'd hate Angel Has Fallen that I was down in fucking cups of tea beforehand with the hope that holding in a piss and occasionally taking a toilet trip would break its running time up quite nicely. And yet, what I witnessed instead was an actual honest-to-God miracle. I obviously can't fully explain it, but somehow Angel Has Fallen is not the total bag of wank that I was expecting. In fact, it's kind of good. Like, actually good. It's not going to change the world and in a genre of John Wick's and Mission Impossible's that's distinctly quite average but I really enjoyed it and I did not imagine that I'd ever think that about a film in this franchise. Pretend that you're walking the Green Mile towards your execution on the electric chair, and then somehow walking out all refreshed afterwards, having found out that it was nothing more than a massage chair. Would it be an exaggeration to say that I felt like that after this film? Probably, but it was certainly a pleasant surprise. The film begins with Butler's Mike Bank having to protect Morgan Freeman's President Trumbull from a drone attack before finding himself set up as the mastermind behind it. But wasn't Aaron Eckhart the president in this series, I hear you ask? Well, I thought so too, but he's literally not mentioned here at all. I guess you either die a hero, or live long enough to see yourself become completely fucking forgotten. But couldn't Morgan Freeman's president simply tell the world that Jared Butler didn't try to assassinate him, considering how much they seem to trust each other? Well, no. Because the attack leaves the president in a coma, meaning that Freeman spends the majority of the film in bed and asleep. As with the previous two instalments of this franchise, I'm still not entirely convinced that Freeman is even aware that he's in this fucking movie, and I maintain that he is somehow being bow-fingered in against his knowledge. Well, it's either that or since he was accused by multiple women of sexual harassment, that the crew will now only work with him if he's unconscious and surrounded by armed guards. 
But as a result, I suppose that you could say that Angel has fallen as Jared Butler's North by Northwest, and that he's a framed man on the run and determined to prove his innocence as the world chases him down. It's just a shame that when it comes to being a respected thespian, Jared Butler is about as good at acting as Twitter is at facilitating a controlled debate. They always just descend into shouting, and afterwards you feel like you probably wasted your fucking time on them. Until now, of course, because Butler is also really good in this movie. Like, what the fuck? Who'd have thought it? Ultimately, the bad guy's plan is quite dumb, but even at the film's sillier moments, I was completely invested because of how grounded and believable Butler was. I guess that now we have Trump as the real-world president, my standards for what is convincingly real have significantly fucking lowered. In the last movie, there was a moment in which a Scottish character turned up, and you could see Butler's head on the verge of imploding as he attempted to maintain the American voice he was putting on. But here, his accent is consistent throughout, with his sounding even more believable than Nick Nolte's actual, genuine one at times. Nolte turns up about midway through the movie as Butler's estranged father, having abandoned him as a child to live alone in a forest. I guess if you father Gerard Butler, then it's only logical to assume that you're a troll, and simply wander off to live in a fucking fairy tale setting. Nolte's character is meant to be an anti-government Vietnam War veteran that's gone a little mad over the years, but looking at Nolte's typically dishevelled appearance, it's quite possible that he's probably just a fucking gnome. Imagine Rambo crossed with Bill Oddie, and that's basically what he is, I guess. Luckily for Butler, his father has rigged his entire forest up with a shitload of bombs that will help protect from the forces on their trail. It's a really funny scene too when it all kicks off, but as the entire forest explodes around them, Nolte seemed less like a traumatised Vietnam veteran and more like the Holy Grail's Tim the Enchanter. His fucking strange voice has also become even more exaggerated over the years, to the point that whenever he opened his mouth it sounded exactly like somebody had stuck their thumb up a cat's ass. As Butler began to talk back to Nolte with his iconically booming voice, I wasn't sure if they were having a conversation, or if I was listening to some fucking weird experimental track from Hans Zimmer. Despite the obvious dumbness of this explodey forest scene, I'd be lying to if I said that I didn't enjoy it, having found those characters' dynamic to be quite touching. One of the obvious inspirations for this movie is Logan, with Butler's character depicted as being a significantly more broken man. Considering that Butler is a Scotsman that's already lived past his nation's natural life expectancy of 32 years old, this also seemed perfectly plausible to me. The biggest difference is, of course, that in Logan they followed through on the concept of their damaged hero, whereas here we're told that Butler might need to be more careful, with there being almost zero consequence when he's not. Sure, he might take a second longer to catch his breath than he used to, but by the third act he's being bounced around the room by explosions as though he's in a fucking pinball machine. That's one of the few action scenes that we can actually see too, with a lot of them being fast cut close up and usually in the dark. But I definitely thought that the first two films would be improved if I watched them with my eyes closed, so I can hardly complain that now that's basically what they're like. I think that Sicario was also one of the key inspirations for this in its attempt at building tension with thumping music. It was pretty effective too, although the suspense was probably also helped by the constant worry that the film would fuck up and resort to the shite that I'd been expecting it to be. Of course, I'm not claiming that Angel Has Fallen is even close to being as good as Logan or Sicario, but it's certainly an improvement over the flag-wanking bullshit of the first two. For me, this series has gone from being about as fun as hammering a nail into my bollocks to being the kind of movie that wouldn't cause me to spit at the TV screen if it randomly came on. I'm aware that I'm in the minority and that despite the advert claiming that critics are going wild, the reviews have actually been pretty terrible for this film. But I can only tell you how I felt, and with both the unexpected greatness and Butler's pretty decent performance, I was sold on it. Or maybe I'm just happy when I experienced something that ended up being a lot less racist than I was expecting it to be. I'm pretty sure that I had a good time with this movie, which is despite the fact that I'd secretly been hoping that Angel Has Fallen might be a stealth sequel to Hot Fuzz. I suppose, though, that the truth might simply be that it was a mediocre movie in which my expectations had initially been so low that I'd have been impressed by them simply remembering to turn the fucking camera on. I really did have an enjoyable time with it, though, so I'll let you tell me if it's actually any good, or if a better title for it would simply have been Expectations Have Fallen. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers, and see you next time.